0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Let's go in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. And um, sometimes I'm hesitant to say what I'm going to do because sometimes it gets changed up. You know, sometimes you think you know what the Lord's going to have you do, and then <clears throat> you get changed up a little bit sometimes. But I, I'm thinking all this summer I'm going to be preaching on understanding, uh, understanding different things. You could call it understanding series. Uh, first, we're going to talk about understanding fear. Then we're going to talk about understanding faith. Then we're going to talk about understanding grace. Then we're going to talk about understanding the gifts that God's given to the body of Christ. But next week I may preach on fasting. We'll see. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Phyllis said, that would have to be the Lord. I heard that. That would have to be the Lord. I heard that. That would have to be the Lord. Amen. But, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I've done this before, and I was like, you know, I get in, yeah, I'm dropping that. <laughs> I'm dropping this series. I, 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 I just don't have much grace on it. Amen. But, you know, I was just praying yesterday, and it just felt like that, that came to me, that just to do this summer, just do an understanding series where you can understand. So uh, we're going to start out, and um, we'll call this one The Origins of Fear. The Origins of Fear. Now, this is going to help you. I know that doesn't sound like a real exciting title, to talk about fear the origins of fear but folks you might as well face it man fears in the planet and it it is it is growing amen now you and I we maybe don't notice it as much because we we have faith but you know if we didn't know Jesus and we're in the world it'd be a really fearful time because all the things that are happening all the you know the tragedies the disasters uh, now all the talk about food shortages and so forth. And, of course, we've experienced some of that, but I can tell by looking at us we haven't suffered from it too much. But yet, you know, I mean, I can't, you know, maybe you can't get your tuna fish or something. I don't know. But still, they are talking about these things taking place. And, and if you don't know, if you don't know some things, you could be afraid. Amen. People, I'm afraid to get on a plane. I'm afraid to get in crowds. I'm afraid to go here and do this. Well, we're going to talk about the origins of fear. Where did they come from and what should we need to do? See, we need to understand the deadly effects fear has on our lives. That's why we're going to preach on understanding fear. Now, let's go in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. You got it? Now, this is, uh, does anybody, and I, you should because I've taught on it, does, does anybody know what the word Genesis actually means? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the beginnings, or you could say the origins, how things began. And so you go back to the book of, how I mean, we know how this earth got here, right? right? How do we know that? From from the book of, of uh, Genesis. Well, now, there's people, pastors, that say, you know, that, you know, you can't, you can't believe that old book. You just can't believe that. That's just an old book. And you, know, you're, you expect us to base our lives on this book? Absolutely, I expect you to base your life on this book. And let me tell you why. Because what you have to say is a lot more stupid than this book. <laughs> to think that somehow this bang happened. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here we are. And we evolved, you know, from the goo to the zoo. Now we're you. (laughs) And you think that, you know, me believing in the beginning, God said, is stupid? It's the most intelligent thing I've ever heard. Amen. To, To just look at the creation and to just look at the human body and to understand this had to be thought out. I remember, you know, Brother Greg Davis and I one time, and, and, and I've got some carpenter skills. I mean, I've, hey, look around you. Some of this was done by yours truly. So I've got some carpenter skills, but, but this was years ago. Years ago, Brother Greg and I decided to build a doghouse from no blueprints, no anything. We got it built, but the dog wouldn't go in. It was so embarrassed that we literally picked these dog up and threw it in the dog. You get in there. We worked hard on this. But that's what happens when you do things without a blueprint. That's what happens when you do things just from scratch, just randomly throw it together. One of the things I hate about traveling is packing because I have to think about what I'm going to wear. I have to plan it out. I don't like to do that. I just like to take it one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Amen. I don't want to have to think about what I'm going to be wearing on Thursday night till, till it gets close to that. But you have to do some planning. So just to think that this universe just somehow, bam, here it is, and here we are, you know, that's just stupid. I'm sorry, that's, there's no science to that. That's just stupid. that's the way I see that all right but to believe that there's a creator that designed this thing that's keeping it together by his word that's watching over it amen, amen. That, that that is going to redeem this thing I believe that hallelujah amen and so now Genesis just means the origins the beginnings and so I want, to, I want to show you something here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And this is Adam and Eve after they sinned, after they fell, uh, right after it, actually. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. How many know? We already know we got a problem here. When you're hiding from God in the trees, you have a problem. You know, I see that as a pastor, you know, people like maybe they got something going on in their life and, and you don't see them around church and, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll maybe send them a text or a call or something or a letter or something or, you know, and they just kind of just make excuses and kind of blow you off. But, you know, there's something going on and that, why don't you want to be in the a house of the Lord? You know, there's something happening, see. And you, you see that, and it's, it's just the devil trying to put a wedge, you know, right? You know, because sometimes, sometimes the devil will try to keep you from the very thing you need. Amen. You ever get a, uh, you know, I watch westerns, you know, and sometimes they get a cut or they get shot. You know, they get shot, and they dig the bullet out, and then they, you know, they pour whiskey on it. And, oh, it hurts. I was watching one the other night. They didn't have any whiskey, but they had some like mule liniment, horse liniment. And so they poured that on the guy. And man, I'm telling you, he was. Ooh. Well, have you know, it, 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 it's the thing that you need because it's doing you some good. It may not feel good at the time, but it's doing you some good. Amen. All right. Some of you all too city-fied to know what horse liniment is. But anyway, it's not something you drink. You put it on the horse. When he gets cut, now notice verse nine. And the Lord God called unto Adam, and he said unto him, "Where are you?" Now, how many know? He knew, but you know this is just one of those, like when you ask your kids questions, you already know the answer to. And he he said, "I, "I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself." Now, this is just interesting because this is Genesis, right? This is the The Law of Beginnings. This is the book of the beginnings. This is where things originated. And this is the first time we see the word afraid. Very first time. And the reason is, is because God never taught this man the word afraid. There wasn't anything to be afraid of. Can you imagine God said, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just afraid today. Are you awake out there? Yeah. Can you imagine God saying that? No. Well, then say no. That was a question. You failed. I mean, no, you can't imagine God saying that, right? No, because he's not, gonna, he's, he's not afraid of anything. He did, and he never taught Adam the word fear. He, he never taught him that. Why? Because he didn't put anything in the garden to be afraid of. Now, something showed up, but God had already told Adam, you have authority over everything in this earth. You have dominion over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Don't you think that's kind of a clue that, you know, you're going to have to take that dominion and authority sometime? Amen. Adam knew he had dominion over the devil. He, had, he knew he had dominion over that snake. He just didn't take it. He went along with his wife who was deceived. So, my point is this, the very first time the word afraid is seen in the Bible, it's in connection with Adam after he had fallen, after he had had connection with Satan. Therefore, we can deduce and rightly deduce by other scriptures that fear came from the devil. Isn't that where sickness came from? Some people think it came from God, but the Bible says Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of God. No, the devil. So we know where sickness came from. It's oppression of the devil. Amen. Now, you know, religiously, I mean, you know that you know that's wrong, of course, but religiously, some some churches try to teach that God uses it, you know, and that, you know, he's. You're suffering for Jesus. And Paul had his thorn in the flesh. He had eye trouble and so forth and so on and so forth. But really, that's just not the truth. Amen. Amen. Paul's thorn in the flesh. He told you what it was. It was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. What is it? Everywhere he went, did you notice that the crowds got stirred up? Trouble was in the streets. That could get old after a while. And, you know, and then he said, God, get rid of this. Man, let me go preach in a city where everybody loves me. God said, my grace is sufficient for you, son. I give you enough grace to plow through all that. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that was Paul's thorn in the flesh. Amen. Now, I know there's one Bible translation that said a a thorn from God, but they added that. That's not in the original, and that's just wrong. Amen. Uh, it It was a messenger of Satan, the Bible said, sent to buffet him. Amen. And now, you say, well, I know Paul was sick. You know, the Bible says that, that he preached the gospel to the uh, church at uh, Galatia with, through, with infirmity of the flesh. Well, yeah, it does say that, but it said at first. So he must have got healed. Right? If I tell you I was sick, what's that mean? I'm not any longer. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Let, can I say this, and I don't, I don't mean to sack but we don't base our life on anybody's. What happens to anybody? We don't base our life. You don't base your life on what happens to me, even though I'm your pastor. You don't base your life. You base your life on God's word, right? What He said, not what happens to me. I'm, I'm. You know what? All of us are made. Of, we're, we're we're houses of clay. We make mistakes. We miss it sometimes. It's like a guy, uh, you know, a minister. He was saying, uh, and I, He said he said he said I prayed for this guy, and he had he said he got in the prayer line. And he, st- he stuck his hands out. And he said, I, he said, he had warts just all over his hand, all over, I mean, covered his hands. And he said, I want you to pray for me. He said, I laid my hands on him. And every, he, said, he said, this hasn't happened very often in my life. He said, but every word on his hand immediately disappeared. Amen. He said, I looked down at my hand, I had a wart on my hand. And he said, it didn't go anywhere. Somebody say, I don't understand that. Well, how I many? God's doing it, right? If He was doing it, He would have healed His too. Yeah. But see, you, you understand, we're all made of flesh. Sometimes I've often I've questioned God like that, like, Lord, I prayed for somebody, they got healed of something, and then I had the same thing. And the Lord said, Well, use your faith. Amen. In other words, you're a, little, you're, you're a little bit older, a little bit more mature. Won't you stand in faith and believe me for your healing? Well, since this is going over so big, but we have to understand, I don't question, you know, I don't question God. I don't question God's will by what's going on in my life, what's going on in your life, what's going on in anybody's life, what does manifest, what doesn't manifest. I get God's will based on his word. Hallelujah. And if somehow I fall short, it's me falling short, not God. And I don't condemn myself over that because I realize I'm just growing like everybody else. Can't get anywhere condemning yourself. Well, I should be more mature. Well, we all should be. I should be more disciplined. Most of us should be. I'm thinking of areas I need to be more disciplined in. And even when I'm thinking about being disciplined there, I'm thinking about I'm probably not going to be. <laughs> I was thinking about the food thing. You know, I'd be more disciplined in my eating. I'm thinking, man i got already got in my mind what I want to have for lunch. You know, I'm thinking, I just don't think I'm going to be disciplined today. But thank God for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Well, have you know, that's just flesh, right? And so we're all, we all have flesh to overcome. So what I want you to see from this passage of Scripture, here Adam is, his first contact with the devil, and the devil's in the earth, and now here's fear. Fear shows up. I was afraid. Fear is how Satan's kingdom operates. And he loves it because he knows it separates us from God. It separated Adam and Eve. They, they hid themselves from God. And he loves that. Now, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. I want to show you something here. So, so Satan's kingdom operates by fear. Listen. Satan has to get you into fear... To take over your life. Some way or another. You may not recognize it as fear, but some way or another. You know, worry is fear. You're just afraid something's not going to happen in your life that needs to happen. Amen. If you're worried about your finances, you're in fear. It's just... Another manifestation of fear is all it is. You're, you know, you're, you're concerned that it's not going to come to pass. But let me know, where there's fear, God's God, God has a promise for us. Right. Amen. Right. Look at Second Peter chapter 1. Come, come on, are you with me this morning? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Peter said this. He said, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. So he's got some authority here, doesn't he? To them that have, have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of Jesus uh, and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now he said a mouthful. He said that we're not going to. He said we have obtained like precious faith, Amen. the same faith that Peter had you have it. He said, like precious. Now he said, it came through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So what is Peter saying to us? He's simply saying that when we became righteous, God gave us like precious faith. Now that goes along with Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that says he's given to everyone the measure of faith. So you you hear people say, I don't have any faith. Well, you do if you're saved. If you're saved, you were given like precious faith when you were born again. It's a matter of what you're doing with it. See, and sometimes people don't know, and when you don't know, your ignorance will defeat you. Amen. So what I want you to see is when when Satan connected when when excuse me when Adam connected with Satan, the thing that he got was fear. I was afraid. When we connect with Jesus, the thing we get is faith. Just like. Satan's kingdom operates by fear. God's kingdom operates by faith. I think we make faith too hard. Faith is just simply expecting things are going to work out. It's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out always, but it's going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Amen. Some way or another, God's going to work it out. I don't know how. I don't need to know how. I just know He is. I don't know how he's going to do it. There's been times God's met my needs ways I would have never, you know, I would have thought of it, you know. I mean, that's not the way I would have thought it would have happened. It's just like the time we were so many thousand dollars in debt and we got a check from Alaska. Someone living in Alaska. I never saw that. I never thought of that. I never saw that coming. But money from Alaska spends just as well as money from Kentucky. Amen. But it just was the source just kind of like surprised me. It's just like I wasn't expecting that, you know, just out of the blue. Get like, I don't know what it was, six or seven thousand dollar check from somebody in Alaska. Thank God for people in Alaska. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I tell you what, let's let's go to Revelation chapter 21. Come on, are you with me getting anything? Revelation 21. Let me just show, I want to look at some scripture today because we're just talking about the origins of fear. Where where did it come from? Fear is the dominating of, you could say, force of Satan's kingdom. If he can get you to fear something, he can bring it upon you. But if God can get you to believe something, he can bring that upon you. What did Jesus often say to people that were healed in his ministry? Your faith. Has made you whole as you have Believe. believed, so be it done unto you. Nothing is impossible to him that us. Believe. Right? right? So you see, all that, what is, and it's amazing, you know, like the woman with the issue of blood, when she was healed, Jesus said, Won't daughter, the, thy faith has made you whole. Amen. But we know. It was the power that went out of him that did the work. He said, I perceive power's gone out of me. But yet, he says to her, it's your faith that did that. Amen. Well, there's a reason why he said that. Because faith is how, it's, it's how we receive from God's kingdom. It's by faith. So, it was the power. Yeah, it was the power. But without faith, you're not going to have the power. Amen. So we have to, you know, you say, well, this is just too simple. Well, uh, then you should be able to get it. But my experience is we're still working on getting this. Amen. Now, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, the Bible says, but the f- by King James uses the word fearful. Some, some translations use the word cowardly, but ca- cowardice comes from fear. But the fearful and unbelieving, the about that word's not working for me today. Ab- Abominable. I don't know why I couldn't say that word. It had, had a hook on it. Murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part. Uh, which shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That. I, I think that's just something that the word fearful, because people say, well, I can't help it because I'm fearful. But yet it says the fearful that lumps them in with the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, whoremongers, saucers, idolaters, and liars, and says all of them are going to be in the lake of fire. Now, when I think about that, I think that, that seems kind of rough, but literally the reason why is the reason why the fearful are are like the new king James says, the cowardly are go, they're going to be in the lake of fire is because uh of their fear they won't serve God you know there's people in hell today that 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 are in hell because of the fear of man they feared what people would think they fear what people I don't understand it when When you're, you know, I mean, I was talking to someone just the other day about giving their life to Jesus. They're older, they're 80s, they're upper 80s. It's like they don't serve the Lord. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about giving your life to Jesus, you know. Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're going to die tomorrow, but when you're 87, you know, I mean, the clock's ticking. Well, it's ticking on all of us. Don't laugh. Right? Right? I mean, you know, you you got an expiration date on you. You're going to expire someday if the Lord doesn't come back, you know. But so we need to be ready, right? i I think why wouldn't somebody at that age that, you know, they told me they respect, you know, people that believe in Jesus, but they don't. But, but why wouldn't you give your life to the Lord? A lot of times it's because we're, we, we, we have a fear of what people will think. I know I was there. I finally had to break through that. So I don't care what these people think. I'm not going to let them run my life. I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's going to be a lot of people in hell that are that that were fearful. They were cowards. Right. Amen. I mean it, it takes some strength to live for Jesus and to do it right. right. <clears throat> oh yeah, you can be a you know a closet Christian where you're hid, you know. It's like, well, I didn't know that guy was a Christian. Well, that's a problem. Amen. See, because a lot of Christians, you know, they drink with the world, they they watch the same movies the world watches. You know, they 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 you know they they have they're sexually loose like the world, and they call themselves Christians, and and uh, you know they don't get any persecution because they don't live godly. But I how many? If you live godly in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer something, right? Called persecution. So there's a lot of people now that are in hell. Now, what I wanted to say is, see, fear will cause you to miss God's best. The devil knows that. Why why didn't the children of Israel get into the promised land? Because of their fear. The Bible says that uh, they said, you know, we're just grasshoppers. We're just grasshoppers. But Caleb and Joshua said, let's go at once, for we're well able to overcome it. And those giants, I like these guys, they said, they'll be our lunch. We'll eat them for lunch. Hallelujah. What are you having for lunch today? Giants. That's Caleb and Joshua. Come on, we need more people like that. We'll eat them. And, And now listen to what he said. Now, they said this because they knew something. They said, and their defenses departed from them. They don't have any defense because the Lord is with us. Well, if the Lord is with you, the devil doesn't have any defense. His defense has departed from him. Amen. And so we have to, you know, but if the devil can get you in fear, he he magnifies the size of the problem. How many know that? Have you ever had that happen in your life? You know, where you, you know, he just makes it great big, you know. And it turns out it wasn't as bad as what you thought it was going to be after all. But the devil will blow it up in your mind and make it great big like, you know, this is just more than you can overcome. Listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're with God, there's nothing you can't overcome. Amen. There's nothing you can't overcome. Now, let's go to Luke 21. And I want to I look at just a few more scriptures, if we can do that. Luke chapter 21, <clears throat> just talking about, you know, the origins of fear. Where did it come from? Well, fear is of the devil. Fear is of the devil. You know, now, people get confusion. I say, well, you need to teach your kids to fear this and fear that. No, you don't need to teach them to fear anything. Amen. I said, amen. amen. You need to respect things. Amen. You need to respect things. You know, like I learned to respect electricity when I was a kid. You know, I learned to respect heights when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I fell off the slide, you know, and... and uh, a good ways and he landed on concrete hit my head had to tape my ear back on you know wrap me all I, I, the next I mean I remember the way down I saw an old lady sitting on the park bench on the way down upside down I remember seeing this old lady on a park bench she was probably you know uh, I don't know Christie's age <laughs> I'd <to> find somebody <laughs> She's probably in her 30s, you know, but to me, she was an old lady, you know, and, I, and that's the last thing I remember. Next thing I knew, I woke up, you know, there's a doctor over me, you know, so, so, you know, and, and after that, I had a healthy respect for heights. Amen. But it doesn't have to be fear, right? Just respect it. Don't be doing stupid thing things up there. Amen. Amen. And so, you know... Uh, but God, God doesn't want us to fear. You know, people like to try to teach their kids fear. And don't don't watch horror movies. You know, I had a couple come to this church one time. Phyllis remember this. And um the daughter was having some real issues with 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 the devil, with demons. And so can you help me? I said, Yeah. I mean, so we set up a counseling appointment and I get to talk to them because, you know, you got to kind of find out roots sometimes. And they, in the process of time, they told me, So, well, we love to watch horror movies. We got all kinds of horror movies in our Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter but the horror movies too. And um, so all those things. And I told them, I said, You, you know, before I can help you, you got to get rid of that stuff. That's no good. Amen. Amen. She and she didn't want to. I said, Well, okay. Hasta la vista. I didn't say it quite that way. That's a little nicer about it. But basically, there's nothing I can do for you. If you're not, if you came for me to counsel and you're not going to do what I say, then why did you, why come? Why bother? You're wasting my time and your time. My time's more valuable than maybe yours is. But, you know, look, you know, uh, you come for help. I'm trying to help you. It's like you go to the doctor. He says, lose 20 pounds. Oh, shut up. Why'd you come? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People are that way, you know. They want counseling, and you give them counseling. Well, I don't want to do that. I mean, man, <laughs> okay. So, Pastor, I'm never coming to you for counseling. Well, great, my work will all just lightened Hallelujah. <laughs> and really, a lot of times, you know, like I don't have to do much counseling because most of you people are smart. And you listen to the preaching, and you just do what I say when I preach, and you don't need counseling. Because I give counseling every week right here from the pulpit. Right? You know what I'm saying? But sometimes I know people need a little bit of extra something occasionally. I know that, but, but still the thing of this, you, you, you should be willing to do, you know, what the counselor says. I mean, unless I'm telling you something contrary to the word, you know, what I'm saying. But uh, you find people, they, uh, people just want you to agree with them. Like one pastor said one time, he said, I learned a long time ago, just tell them go do what you want to do, then come back. All right. (laughs) I don't do that, but that's what he said. Amen. Are you Luke 21? Listen, verse 25, it says, There shall be signs in the sun, and the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth, distress or anguish of nations with uh, perplexity, meaning be the lost not knowing what to do, the sea and the waves roaring. It's amazing to me how we're there right now. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Listen to this. Their hearts failing for fear. And the King James says, For looking after or the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. In other words, there'll be so much bad stuff going on in the last days that men will focus on that. And some of them, their hearts will quit them. Because... Fear is a literal force. He said their hearts would stop for fear. Can fear kill you? I said, Can fear kill you? Yes. Jesus said, Fear can kill you. And so we have to make sure, you know, and that we're not just focusing on all this negative stuff. I mean, I have way curta- curtailed back my consumption. Of the news almost to a trickle because it makes me mad, it doesn't edify, it's sensationalized, and it's full of lies. Amen. And so I've curtailed it way back occasionally. I'll check it, you know, to make sure that, you know, I, there's not something major going on that, you know, I don't need to know. Because, you know, if something major goes on, it's, it's, it's there for six months, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, they keep hounding it, pounding it until they get all the, you know, copy out of it they can get. But we, we need to understand, we, we, we don't need to be just focusing on that. You know, I, when you sit around the, the dinner table, don't be talking about all this world stuff all the time. How about talking about some good things? Amen. 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 Talking about some God things. Amen. Come on. Amen. You know, I, 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 just, I just think, you know, you can just get too much of that stuff, and if you don't watch it, it starts having an effect on you. I'm not saying you have to be ignorant and never know what's going on. But I've just, you know, I went, like, I think I went a month without checking the news, like one about a month. And when I finally did check it, I found out I didn't miss a thing. They're still doing the same stuff they were doing a month ago. So it's like, except I've been happy. Phyllis said she could tell a difference in me. Right? Then I came down one morning and said, what do you want? She goes, you've been the news? Well, wasn't quite like that, but you know, there's a little evangelistically speaking that. But there was, there was. She, she said, "You've been, <laughs> you've been checking the news again." Something I was uh, upset over. But anyway, uh, I, I just find that. See, what Paul, what, pe- what, Jesus said was, people, their hearts would fail them from looking after all these things that are going on. Just keep focusing on that. We can't focus on this stuff, folks, because I, I, now, now I don't mean to be a bearer of bad news, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Now, maybe it might clear up for a while. I don't know. But Jesus prophesied some things that would happen in the last days, and they're happening. And so we have to, we have to just make sure that that's not where our focus is at. Amen. Look what God told. Let's go to Joshua. We're going to look at this. Maybe, maybe one more scripture. I don't know. But did you get anything today? Yeah. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Go there. <clears throat> so Jesus said, and man, I didn't finish reading that, but you go ahead and go to Joshua. And let me finish reading that to you there. And uh, Luke, <clears throat> I forgot to. He went on to say, you, as you find Joshua, Jesus went on to say, when these things begin to come to pass, look then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. He said, this ought to be a sign to you to shout and look at your redemption. Hallelujah. I'm looking for my redemption. I never thought we'd be here. I never thought we'd make it out of the seventies. I I didn't know about the sixties, I was younger then. Besides anybody living in the sixties, they were so doped up they didn't know we were at anyway. But I thought we'd make it out of the seventies. Then I thought for sure we will make it out of the eighties. And then the the nineties. I remember I remember I'd think about, you know, my my official retirement date. You know, I thought about that. You know, it was like, what would it be? Oh, 2025. I thought, well, I'll never see that. What year is this? Well, that's kind of close, isn't it? I'm still believing that the Lord's going to come before 2025. Amen. He's going to come and rescue me from, what is it, Medicaid or Medicare? Medicare. Medicare i better be finding out about these things, right? i have to sit down and talk with Pastor Jerry. <laughs> Learn about them. But I, I just thought, there's just absolutely no way I'll be here in 2025. Jesus is going to be back. But you know what? I still wouldn't be surprised if He's not back before 2025. Really, I'm not, I would not be surprised if He's not back before 2020. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Amen. But if he's not, you know, then I'll deal with what is it I get again? Medicare. Medicare. What do you get from Medicare? Get some care? Not much. Somebody he said not much. Okay. Yeah, ask Kenny, somebody said. Oh my. All right. Now, did you find Joshua? Chapter one. Go there. All right, verse 9, the Bible says, this is what God told Joshua. Now listen to this now. Listen to what he said. Have not I commanded you. might know what a command is? It's not a suggestion, right? Right? Have not I commanded you, be strong, of a good courage, be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. Why? Why? For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. This is a command. Now, unless you think this is just a command of Joshua, how many times in the Bible does the Bible say, fear not? A lot. A lot. lot. Someone said one time there were 365 commands in the Bible to fear not. I kind of checked it out, and some people say, yeah, that's true. Some people say, no, there's not that many. Uh, So I, I didn't take the time to count them. But I just know this. Maybe there's not 365, but I know this just from reading the Bible. There's a lot of commands in the Bible. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Well, if we're not going to be afraid, there has to be a reason. I mean, you know, if a bear is running at you out in the woods and I say, Hey, don't be afraid. You got to have a better reason than that. Right? But what if a bear's running at you and I'm standing in front of you with a rocket launcher pointed right at the bear and say, Don't be afraid. (laughs) He's going to give up. You have a reason, right? Yeah. See, when God says, Don't be afraid, he gives us the reason. For the Lord your God is with you. He's not with them, he's not with your enemies. He's not with the devil. He's not with sickness. He's not with lack. But He is with you. We have to remember that. As simple as that is, we've got to remember, the Lord's with me. The Lord's with me. Hallelujah. And He said, don't be dismayed. The word dismayed means to be beat down by circumstances. Or to break down by violence or confusion, which is exactly what the devil is trying to do to people right now, is to break them down by violence and confusion and to beat them down by circumstances. Isn't that right? I mean, the news just keeps pouring bad, bad, bad. And people just keep getting beat down and beat down and beat down. You know. I mean, how high does gas have to go? It's already higher than you've ever seen it. Right? Right? But I'll tell you something about this. The Lord my God is with me, even at the gas pump. Hallelujah. No, I don't like it. Amen. And I'm certainly going to vote in 2024 to change it. I'm going to vote in 2022 to change it. How are you going to do that? I'm going to vote with some people a little bit more sense. Now, I didn't say who, so don't throw any rocks. I just said I'm going to vote for somebody's got to be smarter than what's going on right now. Okay, let's leave it alone. (laughs) I was just thinking about something really mean to say. But anyway, we'll just leave it, right? All right. We'll look at something else. Amen. What is courage? Well, here's what courage is. Somebody gave me a coffee cup. I never did find out who gave me that coffee cup for Christmas. Nobody would admit it. They stuck like Oreos in it it's John Wayne I love that coffee cup and, he, and it's John Wayne on there and, and it says something to this effect says uh, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway well I like that saying I mean I don't use the word scared to death but uh, but what courage is really courage is the quality that faces difficulty instead of running from it uh-huh. you have to have courage in these last days See. Do you, ever, do you ever feel like running? Of course we all do. You know, it, but, but courage... See, when the Bible says fear not, it doesn't mean that you won't ever have feelings of fear. Right. You're like, man, I never feel fear. No, it just means you'll face it. Yeah. You'll hit it head on. I've had to deal with things in ministry. It took courage. I didn't want to deal with it. I just wanted to go to Arizona. <laughs> Look at the Grand Canyon come back when it's all over but but you have to have courage you have to face it realize this is the right thing to do i got to face this i got to face this difficulty maybe it's a difficult person i got to face them i got to deal with it i'm the pastor well life's that way life has things you have to deal with and, 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 you know, before you're born again, maybe you don't have that in you. You don't have that, and you just turn and run. But when you get born again, there's somebody in you that's greater than everything going on out in the world. And God has given you faith. Amen. And God has given you these abilities to be strong. If God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, then obviously God's going to help him be strong and courageous. He wouldn't tell you to do something you can't do. Amen. God's not going to tell you to be something you can't be. Look, God's not going to come. I'm a guy. You understand that? G-U-Y. I like being a guy. I like, I I have nothing against girls. I married one. But I'm glad I'm a guy. God, God can say, be a girl. I can't be a girl. I'm a guy. I'm trying to help you out. I know there's people confused about this, but you know, you either have the right chromosomes or you don't. You know, like, like they have emojis now where men are pregnant. Well, you show me a real man that got pregnant, and praise God, we'll rewrite a lot of things. But you're never going to be able to do that because it's never going to happen because it's impossible. It's impossible. God's never going to ask you, you know, God's never asked me, I want you to have, I want you to have a baby. <laughs> he's never going to do it because <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> but He's never going to ask you to do anything he can't do. So if he says be strong and courageous, it's because you can do it. And no, I'm not apologizing to say men can't have babies. That's just stupid. Men can't have babies. They never have. They never will. You need some help, Friend. Quit listening to all that foolishness. Amen. Amen. Hey man. How many bulls have have calves? They can't even do it. We're smarter than they are. We ain't got. We can't do it. All right, come on. <laughs> That's good preaching, isn't it? All right, now. <laughs> All right, let's go to Luke, and we'll close right here. Did you get anything out of this? Luke chapter 1. We're just talking about the origins of fear. Where did it come from? It came from the devil. It's, 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 it's his predominant force in his kingdom. God, God operates by faith. Satan operates by fear. If God can get you into faith, he can get you saved. Amen. If Satan can get you into fear, he can get you into hell. Now, in Luke chapter 1, verse 67, go there. Excuse me. This is John the Baptist's father, and he's prophesying. And in verse 67, "...and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David." As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our fathers, the Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Notice he prophesies and says part of the covenant that we have is that we might serve God without fear all the days of our life. Hallelujah. Now how did that happen? God came to Abraham and if you go back in Genesis, he said to Abraham, He said, I make my covenant between me and you, and I will be a God to you. What did he mean? I'll be your God. I'll be your supply. I'll be it. I'll be all you need. I'm your God. I'll take care of you. I'll defend you. I'll provide for you. That's what we got. We can serve God without fear. We don't have to fear anything. God will take care of all of it. What does He require? What does it take? It just takes faith from us just to believe it's all going to work out. Everybody say, it's all going to work out. Did you know the Bible even says that we're delivered from the fear of death? Think about that. Isn't that something? We don't even have to fear death. You know, I'm not a death wish, but I don't fear death because I know where I'm going to go. Right? You know, every time someone in the Lord goes to be with the Lord... You know, we're, yeah, we're missing down here on earth, but, the, but Paul said that, that to die in Christ is gain. What does that mean? That word gain means promotion. You get promoted. Amen. Glory to God. I was uh, thinking about this the other day. I'll close with this. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about, I don't know where I was at, but it was really a nice day out. And uh, is, does anybody ever, every now and then think something stupid? What would you say? Tell us about it. You're the expert. Why should I talk about it? <laughs> I was just, it was a nice day, you know. we had. I forget what day it was, but it was really nice. The breeze was blowing. I think I'm on the back porch and I'm thinking, man, this sure is, the, the earth sure is nice. God gave us a nice place to live. It sure is nice. I was just enjoying it. And then I thought, man, one day I'm going to die and leave this place. I started feeling sad. Although, you know, I am in my 60s, you know, one day, I mean, I mean, I got few, I got some years left, don't misunderstand me, but, but you know what I'm saying, I'm, don't tell me you don't ever think dumb thoughts, and I'm thinking, man, I miss this place, I enjoy this, and I think, wait a minute, I think where I'm going is probably better. Amen. Matter of fact, I probably won't even think about this place at all once I'm gone, I'll probably forget all about all of you. <laughs> you'll probably get to heaven. I'll think, "Who are you, <laughs> huh?" <laughs> That's right. She's exactly right. The moment, the moment my funeral's over, you guys will go eat chicken. <laughs> That's how sad you'll be. <clears throat> Well, you understand, see, I, I, I'm I, just thinking, and it hit me. It did hit me. I, I don't know, Jordan, sometimes I have these thoughts, and I'm just thinking, it hit me. I said, that is a dumb thought. I'm already sad because I know I'm going to leave this place sometime. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, where am I going? I'm going someplace better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for His Word. Amen. So the origins of fear, where did it begin at? Well, it began. It began in the Garden of Eden with the devil. It's 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 his force, it's the force he uses to destroy our life. Ask yourself this question: what would your life be like if you had no fear at all? It'd be radically different. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.